Today on the show, we have Jeff and Robert on the Jesse. program. What's up, bro? How is Cyberpog going? Bro, we could actually, I don't know. I feel like it'd be the conversation that nobody cares about here, but um, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe our listeners do. But Let's talk Cyber- about Cyberpog for a minute. Cyberbug 2077. Cyberbug. Like, <laughs> it. That's what I'm doing right now. As we're talking, I'm playing the game. Like it's definitely a capitalism. Like I could tell you right now, um, this game, like its defects are the product of capitalism. Um, So if in what sense, in what sense, what are the defects? Like everything. Okay. So I really like, I guess I'll start from the beginning. I really personally really like the cyberpunk genre of just art. And, Uh Because I like tech stuff, I like future stuff, and then also it's like a bleak uh, capitalist future. And the genre is pretty much dead. And the reason why it's been dead um, is because it came true. So it's hard to write fiction. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. It's, <laughs> You're just writing contemporary fiction now. Right. It's really hard to write fiction about, you know, hypercapitalism, like mega corporations that run government. Um, when that's like you look outdoor you look out your window and that's actually what's going on so it's like what is what is there even to talk about like what what stories can you take from that but so beyond that okay so this game has by a a studio called cd project red that's based in poland it's they've had it um they've been working on it for a good eight years and it came from a pen and paper. If anybody's ever played Dungeons and Dragons, there's a guy named Mike uh, Mike Pondsmith who made the pen and paper game. So this is actually a um, a licensed property. Um, there's characters in it that are licensed, like the whole bit. Um, so the problem, what what really happened with this game is everybody's mad. Sony actually just took it off their online store. You can't buy it if you own PlayStation right now. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that part. Yeah, That's it a was huge, like an breaking news, they, folks. Breaking news. You heard it here first. Well, it's because it runs so badly. And on any badly, of the on any of the pl- so 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 let's let's rewind a little bit. Please do it ask runs, me any questions. It runs really, really poorly on uh the console. So Xbox and PlayStation uh you can't even get it for the switch obviously because it's just like not even on the same level of uh of hardware but you need to have like extremely high capability of um of hardware like video card and processor to i I pretty much put together a brand new computer to play this just to play the game yeah yeah like it cost me as much as like almost as much as a playstation 5 Mm -hmm. for me to i think i've put because I had to I had to buy a new monitor. You're a PC so guy forever. Yeah, I had to buy a new monitor. I had to buy a new graphics card. Those are the things I had to buy. But then my motherboard blew up on me on Tuesday night. Rip. So I had to buy a new mobile. 
But um, yeah, so the game is unplayable. They launched the game in an unplayable state if you own one of the video game consoles. Yeah. Um, so they pretty much, it's a grift. They scammed everybody. And they gave like a one week, a one week, um, like you can contact us in a week or so and we'll give you a refund, well, but otherwise go, go F not yourself. really, because... Okay. Sony ain't trying to hear that. They're talking, and, and CD Projekt Red is like, oh, we're, well, let me, let me, let me rewind and talk about why, like, this game is a scam is because, so the reviewers who reviewed it, all they ever saw was, um, that all the they PC ever got version. to see was PC version. They got, they never got console, uh, versions to review. And um, they said, and then C Project Red did a review embargo saying you can't show your own content. Yeah, you um, can only. Yeah, that's important too. You can only show like, like you could only dub over like the trailers right. that they had had. So even the guys who are like most enthusiastic about this game were like, "That's weird. That's odd." So they knew how busted and broken this game was. <laughs> um, so really. The game had been delayed like three times, like eight years ago when it when they first made the first teaser trailer for this thing, and it said Cyberpunk 2077, and it said it said releasing, and this is CD Projekt's words, uh, when it's ready. Yeah, it's almost like Obviously, it seems like the, the the ads for this game have been out forever. Yeah, absolutely. Like at least a years. year. Well, they've been out for eight years. I mean, they've been they've been advertising this thing literally forever, almost a decade now. And so their whole thing was it'll be ready, it'll be done when it's done. So they delayed the game a couple times and people like idiot people as people are, they sit like death threats like don't delay the game. Well, I'm going to come to Poland and kill all you guys. But what the fuck? That's, really, that that that's, is a very yeah, bad thing to say, by the way. <laughs> Especially specifically talking about Poland. Yeah. Well, I want to get that out there because I like one of our listeners will will definitely be like, well, the, you know, the gamers are the gamers are the ones that did this. No. See, no. so what I'm trying to get at CD CD Project Red is a is a uh, publicly owned company. Their show their shareholders wanted this game out before Christmas, and mm-hmm. by God, they got it out. So they were willing Merry to Christmas. release it in any state that was broken, that was bro- in a broken state, and they'd be like, oh, we'll fix it on the back end so they could get their money before Christmas. And what I find it funny that, so when this happens, and now it's a big scandal, like I said, Sony won't even let you buy it anymore on the PlayStation console. Um, CD Projekt Red's stock went down by 30%. do all this like hubbub which i see which i say is crazy i don't understand why their stock went down because they got everybody's money yeah the game seems very popular and cd project red is like oh we'll do refunds if you bought it on console and you're not happy but the thing is they've arranged no um they've arranged no kind of partnership there's no mechanism to make it happen with retail stores, yeah. yeah, no mechanism to make it happen. Retail stores or, um, or even like the online, you know, it's Sony all talk. Store, Xbox, yeah. So they're like, yeah, you can get a refund, and then people are like, cool. Where's my refund? And Just shoot us an like, email or something. Yeah, like new phone. Who this? Like we don't know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not our policy. You know, you can go to Poland and try to get your money back if you want, mm-hmm. but 
Um, but what's really I do like throwing it. Sony under the bus, by the way, on that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I got no sympathy for Sony or for or for Microsoft. I get that. But the thing that's actually like the heartbreaker about this game is kind of because they will fix the game to where it'll be playable. Yeah. And, and it is playable like, on PC. Yeah, I'm playing it right now. I'm playing it right now, no problems. Like everything's great. And is it a good game? That's the issue. <laughs> and of course, this is completely subjective. And I'll try to spare people like this isn't a video game podcast. But the it's, game it's everything is, podcast. The game is so uninspired. And that is a capitalism. Yeah. That's what happens when you like rush something to market. And almost like Jurassic Park is like what Jeff Goldblum says, like well, we spent all so much time asking if we could. Nobody asked if we should. <laughs> and this literally feels like not graphically. Graphically, it it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. This feels like a previous generation game. There are so many games that do this, do what it's trying to do better. There's a game called Deus Ex where they made new ones of that maybe about six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. which does what this game is trying to do twice as good. And by that, There's, you mean what? Um, storytelling, um, the weight, uh, honestly, just storytelling. Um, this game is like almost a janky open world game. I would say it's more like the open world aspect of it is more like Saints Row, except that Saints Row is a better game. I mean, when you put this to the competitor, its competitors like Grand Theft Auto V, which has been out for almost a decade. Grand Theft Auto V launched when this had the first teaser trailer for it. Like, hey, we're making a game. Like yeah. CD Projekt Red announced that we're making a game. That's how long ago that was. So eight years ago. And CDPR um, is a renowned like video game company, right? That's the thing. So, and this is also the company who made The Witcher Three, which, in my opinion, is the best video game of all time. Like, it has all these like little like little side like the side quests. If anybody's familiar with that, like the side activities feel just as important as the main like story, even better than like the main story mm-hmm. to me in that game is not good, but the um, the side quests are where it's at. Um, and it's just like, this is what happens when capitalism has to have what it wants right now. And you're not allowed to like, the beast must be fed. Yeah. You're not allowed. You to, must like, have your blood sacrifice for the, <laughs> yeah, it's to like, the gods. So CD, CD project red said, Oh, we've got all these ideas for a game. It'll be done when it's done. And then their shareholders said, not so fast. Now I have a question. Yeah. So from one of my understandings and one of the lines that I've heard is that CD Projekt Red, and we've talked a little bit about crunch on this program a little bit in the past, yes, we right? Have. Um, and from what my understanding is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, CD Projekt Red is a unionized company mm. and part of the, re- or partially at least. I don't know if they're union. I have no idea, to be honest. Okay, so from from what I understand, they are. Um, but like the, the, the sort of like workers, um, like the, the amount of crunch, which crunch is like the time where workers would have to work like extra, extra hours to make sure that a game gets out towards a certain period. And part of the reason that, that this game might've taken so long is because of that, because there is some at least partial unionization, 
Uh, have you heard? Do you, I mean, it sounds oh, yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. No, they're definitely guilty. They definitely overwork and underpay mm-hmm. uh, their employer, their employees. Yeah, um, but would it have been better or worse if there wasn't any any kind of unionization present? I suppose it's kind of where I'm I have going no idea. It's just the it, I have no idea if it would be better or worse. It depends uh-huh. on who. It depends on who they have to serve. Like. Mm-hmm. Are they serving to put the best product out there? Or are they serving to make a return on it to make their shareholders a return on investment? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we can play like what if, but obviously the goal with this game was to get a, get their shareholders a return on investment and to get it out before Christmas. And right. it's completely, it's completely backfired on right. them and everything. Like, so if it, the company's made their money, I that's, again, I don't understand why people sold a bunch of the share sold off a bunch of the stock. I don't understand why. Maybe the futures it. thing, maybe just sort of like, oh, well, reputation is fucked. So like, let's yeah, get out. Yeah, but see, that's to see if I had now, now we're going to turn it from a, uh, now we're going to turn it from a video game podcast, a politics podcast. Now we're CNBC. Podcast. Yeah. Now we're going to be Jim Cramer. Yeah. If I had money to invest, I would buy, I would buy a CD, CDPR stock right now. They're going to do this again. A 30% discount mm-hmm. because what's going to happen. I can tell you what's going to happen. Two things I know. Uh, um, are you I, smashing I tell- the bull? Are you smashing the bull button? Are you smashing the button yeah, that makes I'm the bull come the up? Bull because <laughs> see, I, I know I know quite a bit about politics. Not, but I the thing I know more about is video games. So what's going to happen is they're going to like pull the goalie, come back from their holiday break, come back from Christmas break. They're all going to sit there and they're going to work 60, 70 hours a week weeks, and they're going to they're going to fix all the the things that are making the game buggy and unplayable so and then when that happens is when that happens everybody's gonna say oh this is the best company of all time they 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 rallied off the mat they got up at the eight count or whatever right right and they're gonna get all their goodwill back but it's not gonna fix the mediocre game that's underneath Mm -hmm. that's the real issue is the media it's almost it's almost to their benefit they're almost lucky not lucky they bungled themselves into a into a win Right, because if this game would have released perfectly, people would have been like, what on earth were y'all doing for eight years? Like, why is this game, like, how is this game, like, a step backwards and not a step forward? Yeah, it keeps so, expectations low, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you've when you've made Witcher 3, which, again, is arguably... Yeah, it's true. That's my favorite video game of all time. It's arguably, arguably the best video game ever made. You know, I've been, I've been meaning to, like, jump onto this question, and I don't mean to, like... Again, I guess this is kind of a video games episode, which I wasn't intending, but like there was like a very surprising release or a very like sort of short time release of the PlayStation 5 as well, right? That kind of like is something that happened in a very short period of time. And one of the kind of like really weird things that, that happened when it comes to like new generation consoles and new generation video games and this period as opposed to like the jump from atari to nintendo and nintendo to super nintendo is that the advancement that takes place is so much smaller than has ever been the case prior like like 8-bit to 16-bit is literally like a jump of double the bits (laughs) you know (laughs) It just seems right. like that, that that there's such a noticeable difference between these levels of platform, and like we've getting to the, we've gotten far beyond the point I think of diminishing returns, where like these new console like launches and releases and every new like 
you know, RTX ray tracing fucking video card or whatever just isn't going to be as impressive as has been the case prior. Well, that's kind of a refutation on Moore's law, right? Like on its on its face, to where Moore's law is supposed to be that computing power will um, just will be just never like ending. Yeah, it'll double. And the 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 thing is that that's true. The okay, so I guess we are going to just do a video games episode. Let's just please. go for a bit. Okay, so the thing about that is that's a hundred percent true. Um, it's not that. It's not that. Moore's law is not a thing. What is Moore's law again? Lay that out like just pretty clear. You know, for I'm us. gonna Google real quick just to so I'm not like. Yeah, I got you, man. Talking out my butt here. Let's see. That's Moore's that's law. all I ever do. Just to be clear, it's like I I never know the actual specifics of the definition of yeah. what I'm talking about. I just kind of like have an idea of what I think it is and just fake it till I make it. That's just what so, I do. So like it's just a difference in styles, I guess. You Moore's you, law. Uh, it's a prediction made by American engineer Gordon Moore in 1965 that the number of transistors per uh, silicon chip doubles every year. Um, Gordon E. Moore observed that the number of transistors on a computer chip was doubling every 8 to 24 months. So all that means is things are getting better. Yeah, Like things are going to get faster. We're in a boom bigger, time, stronger. folks. That's, that's, all, that's all that means at the end of the day. Now, how that relates to what we're talking about is you're saying you haven't seen a jump, um, a huge jump from like the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5, which, yeah, it's true. But the, the issue, the issue really is because you have so many pieces of, um, of tech that have to like work in together. Yeah. The stars that, need to align. So you've got to have, you've got to have, let's say a, a video game system. If, displays aren't moving so if a, if you put out i guess i'm trying to make this as just concise as possible if you put out the the nasa supercomputer of video game consoles right or just your home computer but if your display is is not keeping up with that if you're still rocking like um you know, of an 8K monitor. There's a bottleneck like somewhere. A, yeah, there's a bottleneck. Thank you so much. And then you're also resistant by like what the human eye can actually like. That's the bottleneck in. sometimes. Sometimes right. the human is a bottleneck. Yeah, the human interface is a bottleneck. So, and then the main thing that you have to worry about is, so with video game consoles, and that's why I'm not a console guy, I'm like a PC gamer guy. You could make a video game. They could, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, could anybody could come out with a video game tomorrow, a uh, video game console that's like, this is going to be it. This is going to be God mode. This is going to be the best thing you've ever had. It's going to blow everything away. And it's going to cost you three times as much as, as you know, it's going to cost $1,500. Yeah, they're playing a marketing money. game here too. Right. So they have to be like, well, how much technology can we squish into this little box for the amount that people will actually pay? Yeah. And even that's why, yeah, that's why it's so weird. The release on these things, because like, oh, fine. We finally got the parts where the pieces are all at the appropriate price where we can make the PlayStation fives and sell them. And let's do it right now while this is still the, while this is the case. And that's another thing too. Um, It is so capitalist that it like (laughs) makes you want to throw up. Well, it's, it's worse than capitalist, to be honest. Like it's, it's barbarism because, and I'll explain to you, 
if you really want to get into like how silicon's made, like your actual computer chips and stuff like that are actually made. It's made by rare earth that has to be mined in places like Africa. Yeah, that's just capitalist. That's just what capitalism yeah. is, I guess man. So. I guess, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. When when people go, uh, oh, I can't believe Nintendo um, is trying to create an artificial demand on the Switch, or I can't believe the PlayStation 5, I can't pick one up at Best Buy. They're, they're just trying to create an artificial demand and make everything. No, actually, they're not. They're not at all. It's that they can't make anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're the factory in China can only push out so much. And that's depending on the, 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 um, the lead time of the rare earth minerals to make the silicon that's coming from near slave labor or near slave labor conditions mm-hmm. in, in Africa. That's why China wants, that's why China wants to be the new, um, the new colonizer, the new, you know, financial economic colonizer of Africa. Because right. they want a direct pipeline from, you know, they want to cut out the middleman. They want to control the rare minerals, the rare earth, to get that to back to their their factories to to pump out more silicon computer mm-hmm. chips. Yeah, that's, and you know what's what really it interesting? It's, 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 it's weird, man. One of the interesting things that I think about, and this is sort of like me getting a little bit maybe woo woo here, um, but I kind of think about the way that, and 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 please reel me in where appropriate. But, like, the ability of, like, people in U.S. society to, like, play video games and stuff like that and have that be, like, a worry and a concern in their society is almost its own way. And I don't, like, I'm not, like, a, uh, I'm not saying that this is a problem necessary. It's just more of an observation. But it, it is sort of like a, like a fundamentally American problem, right? Like, I wish like, you could see my face right now because there's a video game. And you'll, if you'll remember, because I've seen it in your closet, if you remember the original Metal Gear Solid, I remember playing in high school. One of my favorites. And if you remember, there's a there's a radio conversation with the, the character Mei Lang. And Great she's character. Like, she goes, remember to relax because you're playing a video game after all. And you, yeah. you're, you're one of the people that are lucky enough on Earth to have free time to play a video game. Yeah. But I guess, I guess I my point is that like, like 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 that like China China to put it in a weird way uh, is in in an interesting in an interesting way um, not in the position where there is a kind of surplus like like I, I kind of think of 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 like. Like the video game part of the world, or like the, the the sort of like extra extra like like joyous part of the world, is almost like a surplus. Like in terms of like surplus value, there's almost like a surplus value to ability to like just do bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I do. And I'm like, I'm not making a judgment about that. I'm just making an observation about it. And like, I'm not even necessarily saying that not having that is a good thing because i think that people should be as happy as possible so like i guess what i'm what i'm getting into here is um i don't know just just sort of like thinking about that in a in in a reality sense like like not to be like they're starving children in china ralphie sort of thing but it's just like i don't know it it is kind of that i suppose 
I mean, I guess so. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And all yeah, that. like, that's, that's, that's another way of putting um, it. Yeah, like... And you so shouldn't feel bad for consuming unethically under capitalism, by the way. Like, that's just... Right. Like, like looking like, like, like part of the problem, and this is, this is actually important to me. Um, part of like looking for a method of ethical consumption under capitalism is actually not a solution to the problem. It's just a personal solution to a systemic problem, which is not viable in any meaningful way. Personal yeah. solutions to systemic problems are just, are just, tilting at windmills if you're you know a yeah, fan I mean, of for sure like we could yeah i could talk about all day about you know there are like ethical video game companies that like don't have their employees work 80 hour weeks and don't don't <laughs> participate in crunch um pixel pushes union is one of them i can think god of right bless now. them and give them more power like yeah. support them as much as possible they're like a, a socialist communist um co a video game uh, co-op they mm -hmm. made the game um, Tonight We Riot, which is about like riot, like getting it's the proletariat game. to rise up and, and overthrow uh, capitalism. Uh, it's pretty cool. You get to kill libertarians in that game. I like it. Um, yeah, they're and, living uh, my reality, buddy. Um, but yeah, but, you know, so I could only buy video games from them and people like them. But as soon as I, you know, yeah. I, I put it on my... I put it on my computer. It's, you know, all this stuff's made in China. And that's the, made in China is not even the issue. It's the issue of, of like how, what were the, what were the conditions that it was made under? And I know from like, you know, this, this, I bought this motherboard, you know, and I got, I put my CPU in it. I know where that came from. I know those minerals came out of the earth in slave conditions yeah. and they got shipped to China and under a more slave conditions. Um, got put together. Uh, actually, at no, multiple levels, say, the, actually, at multiple yeah, levels, the exploitation is somebody's going to be like, "Well, actually, yeah." Uh, for for silicon computer chips, that stuff's not human labor. It's um, it's all it's machine labor. Machines are putting that together. Oh, but which is just a replacement for human labor, by the way. Well, uh, I don't. I'm not sure human beings could do could do things that small. Oh, no, no, no. I guess, too, I guess my point. Okay, so 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 take but it right. Take a walk with coming me here. Out out of the ground that actually made that silicon chip that went into that damn um motherboard i bought or that's straight slave labor yeah well i guess to, to put thing another way is that like there is this constant actually, what's up i just didn't want somebody to go well actually yeah and I, like like i i think that this is um when we're talking about these kinds of things on here um you know i invite any kind of pushback from folks uh, that want to like dig into any of the specifics of what we're talking about. Um, but I do think that part of the kind of like automation point of what you're talking about is a huge issue too, because, and, and we've talked about this in a couple of different instances and like, especially I, we talked about this a little bit with, um, you were on in the episode with, with, with Jake Germain, who's um, a dear friend and uh, former guest of the show. Uh, we talked a little bit about like like uh, universal basic income and, and Andrew Yang and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and part of the way that I think about the idea of a basic income and the idea of like Yang as an individual who I think is actually kind of interesting in I'm a weird way. Like a weird face turn. 
He did a really great face turn when it specifically when it comes to wrestlers. Uh, we can talk about that in a minute. But like when it comes to like text type stuff, he kind of actually does seem to understand that there is a movement towards like a, a, rather um, away from human labor and towards robot labor yeah. or like automated labor. And his solution is a not uh, is in my view at least a not um, sufficient version of of like uh, universal basic income that would not cover the actual needs of what people would, but it would just sort of like be a a, com a comp like a like a a, a, a UBI uh, short for universal basic income that would be just sort of like competing for. Uh, um labor that would sort of like supplement what the robots are doing at a human level which is actually kind of a materialist response right i mean yeah but i don't disagree but i'm also like well you're you're actually devaluing human labor in a certain perspective right but but if you look at it from a marxist perspective mm -hmm. like human labor's human labor's going to be devalued anyway correct like that's all whole reason why yeah like in an ideal world it would be robots like non-sentient robots doing menial labor like putting together stuff yeah and all other and and, and, and by the way the, the other part would be in a, in a in a totally like communist society or whatever like all other wealth would be shared <laughs> you know and, and and that's part of the missing that's the missing piece from the yang vision right like the, he doesn't have this sort of like um you know, like this, this, I mean, like in, in the, at least end stages of a, of a Marxian vision would be, you know, to each according to their, um, needs from each according to their ability. I mean, like when you need less from each that, and you have more to give to each, then, you know, then, then those numbers sort of like shuffle around in a lot of real ways, don't they? And 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 I think that 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 yet that the Yang this is my critique of Yang is that there, he's still coming from an an austerity mindset. If that well, makes sense. Well, he's got to think like I mean, you, he's a Silicon Valley guy, right? Yeah, who's gonna make the money? Like that's what yeah. he, like people like him are thinking is like, well, if if these things are selling, like I I came up with the idea, like who's gonna make? I'm still thinking about video games, so that's why I'm like. Putting well, he's like a that. perfect. This is a perfect example for video you know, games. Like, I think who's making who's who's making the profit? Like mm -hmm. even under socialism, somebody should be. You know, if I have the idea to make a thing, like I'm, I can't just give this thing over to the well, proletariat. Well, in a in a society that is in a society that is beyond the point where um you know need is required like when you when you have when every person has what they need to survive right then you're just in, in, in engaging in an entirely different conversation right no i i completely agree with that mm -hmm. and we're not um, and, and like yang is trying to skip like several steps before we get right. there <laughs> <laughs> well, the the kind of and I I fight with like libertarians and 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 reactionaries and uh, with this all the time mm. is that their whole argument is that if we have socialism, it's going to it's going to stunt creativity. Well, but they've never, like, they've never taken like 
or at least taken seriously, like a, you know, a, a high school level, like psych class and learn about Maslow's pyramid. Like right. you can't, can't have creativity if you're just working, trying not to starve. Yeah. Like, these two, these two honestly, visions the, are directly in um, like a conflict with one another. Like they're actually directly opposed. Like the, the, the idea that you must compete to produce or whatever is against the idea on the individual level of you must have these needs met to produce. Like that's absolute, that's actually like one plus negative one in a certain sense, right? Well, I mean, like the thing, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's almost the like thing zero that sum. I always bring up to people is instead of like going around, I said, look at all the people that you, you know, that we're supposed to idolize, you know, in a capitalist society. You look at the, um, you look at the Elon Musk, you look at the, um, you look at the Jeff Bezos, you look at um, Bill Gates, et cetera, and so on and so on. These people were able to like, you know, take risk and dream and, and create because they didn't have to worry about their next meal was coming from. Correct. They didn't they at some level. Okay. A great, a great story is that um, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college to create Facebook because, but no one ever finishes that sentence and says the reason he was able to drop out of college because he wasn't worried about Facebook failing. Yeah, he knew if Facebook failed, he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to be under 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 a bridge with a sign that said "We'll we'll code for food." Right. He knew he had he had a plan and whatever that I'm not I don't know specifically what his plan is. Those other people I mentioned, I could tell you their support system because I've you know it's easy to look up, but I don't know. But he whether his parents or just like he had connections or what, he knew he was going to be okay. So if more people, and I always say this, that, you know, this is why I say to people, the next Facebook, the next Google could be inside of a single mother's head right now, but she has to work a crappy coding job that she doesn't want to work. 100%. Instead of just working on the thing that's going to like change humanity. 100%. You know, that's, that's exactly right. And you know, it's, it's also really funny too, uh, when we think about these sorts of things, the... <clears throat> I don't know the way that we also think about when like it's almost a gatekeeping component about what is legitimate and what is not like, like, like my, speaking for myself, like when I dropped out of college the first time in 2004, you know, I was basically like, oh, your answers to, to what you're going to do. And like, look, most people didn't go to college or whatever. But like, you can go to like work at Sears for $3.50 an hour plus commission or whatever. Uh, and that's basically it. You know, there's not a whole lot of options for folks. And you still owe those student loans that you took out the first time as well i don't know the way that like the we've we've kind of like stacked the deck uh, in our in our society is essentially you get everything or you get nothing well it's not, what do you mean by get everything or get nothing like because so, I, I would say you're either 
you either have the means to create, I would say going back to what, what I was talking about, you either have the means to create or you're, uh, you either have the, the ability to be through either family connections or wealth that was inherited or just business connections. The, those are all the same things, by the way, mm-hmm. um, to, to take risks or you can try not to starve like that yeah can be the, you, you can that's exactly what i mean like like i had uh, i myself even though that i did i was like i was i mean look i'm, a, I'm the first person in my family to have, to have you know graduated from college um and it's like part of a part of that kind of thing is like that was a big and i'm not like super proud of that or whatever i'm not trying to like be weird about it or etc um but like when i in 2005 like when i dropped out of college for the first time because of hurricane katrina uh the whole sort of point of of everything sort of became well what are you going to do now and like that kind of question never really comes up for somebody who's who's um you know living in the sort of elite life right or it's said with excitement yeah that's true too what are you going to do now? And and, and, and and I do want to like make a distinction as well, because like, despite the fact that this is, and you know, let me get real for a minute. Despite the fact that this is not like our job, like our primary job that we do for a living. Like, I do think that this is a opportunity, uh, this show rather like, like, like DMC and, and, and you know, all of the uh, multiple things that we, we do, as a, as a group um it is an opportunity to create and and to talk and to to be like interested about like various things i don't know like 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 there are opportunities for people to not to get too joe rogany about it but like to kind of like talk about what they're thinking about and talk about and, and to, to like create platforms for that i don't know no i mean it's just to let people know out there who are, who are struggling to be like, I think what people who, people who go like work their jobs or whatever, and they go, you know, like us who go, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. I think that kind of human, that kind of like normal human reaction to capitalism gets so beaten out of people. It makes people feel like they're crazy. Buddy. Um, I felt that one. One of my favorite things is kind of a side, but I, I think I can bring it back around and make sense. One of my favorite things to do is um, on Reddit. My favorite subreddit is um, one of my favorite is um, Wall Street Bets. <laughs> and what it is, it's guys who like, it's guys who are like, they don't have our politics. They're like hardcore, like capitalists, like libertarians. But what they do is they 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 save up money and they go YOLO. They put it, they go all in on one stock. Oh, and geez. it's guys who are working at places, you know, they're working at like Which when you do that, by the way, you have an effect on the value of that stock. When when you when you when you uh save that amount of money and concentrate that kind of wealth on a stock, then you're going to increase the value of that stock when you go YOLO well, it's, on it. It's not that much money, but the the point the point I'm getting I at could is these be. guys who these guys who work like normal jobs, they work like, you know, they're working at like the car lot or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I, you know, let's say Intel is, is undervalued right now. I'm saving up. I saved up 20 grand 
for the last like five years. Mm-hmm. I'm about to put it all on Intel and I'm about to try to turn it into half a mil. Goddamn. And they're just like, well, what if five they, guys they, did that? What if 10 guys did that? What if a right. bunch of people fucking did that? Well, the point, the point I'm trying to make though, uh, Jeff is that, um, they're, they're living a life the same way. They're living mm-hmm. like, they're living like a suit, a desperate, like, is this all there is on the other side of the spectrum? They have the same conclusions as we do, but their whole thing is they, instead of, they're treating the stock market as like exactly what it is. And that's why I like respect them. They're treating it as a game. Yeah. They're like a, like a slot as, machine as a casino. Yeah. So their whole deal is, I don't see it I as got, a casino I got though. One chance. It's a casino. They're okay. like, I got one chance to like make my life better. Like I'm going to, to go for it and I'm going to go for it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm in the same position I was yesterday. Here's and why like, I don't I think I really respect that. Here's why I don't think it's a casino though. The reason I don't think it's a casino is because, and well, maybe it, maybe this might be part of the maybe I'm making an argument for it being a casino, but perhaps um, the number the the tipping of the table, I suppose, seems not casino like because, like, essentially, like there is there are legal limits in a casino towards like what like amount of the edge that the house can have. And there are also rules by which you can sort of like collude and collaborate. And in this sort of like capitalist structure, essentially, like if you could essentially marshal a certain amount of capital from disparate sources, you could impact it and affect it, right? But it's got nothing. But I guess the critical point is that regardless, it's got nothing to do with the workers at that point, when you get to that point. And then maybe that's why you're right. Well, it never has. Like the stock market yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with the workers of the proletariat. No, the only thing it's got to do with the workers it, uh, is that it, the, the only thing that's got, the, the only thing is a connection between the workers and the casino is the value. So like the value that is taken from workers and the value that is going to stockholders is in the same kind of currency, right? It's in U.S. dollars. That's the only thing that's similar. Yeah, but the thing is, there's been there's been um, studies done to where it's like throw it like hiring a quote unquote like stock like financial expert to like pick your stocks for you. And then throwing you at the throwing darts at the stock board or letting like yeah they're the same shit on the paper yeah they're the same exactly the same the 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 house always wins because I mean you can have somebody say have a board a dartboard that's got red and black on one half or the other of it and you you throw you dart on it and it's gonna have red or black be your response yeah I mean yeah it is like. So that's why that I respect those kids on Wall Street Bets who are just like, oh, my material conditions suck. I have mm-hmm. one chance at this. I'm taking it. I'm going to mm-hmm. save up my money. YOLO. And I'm going to take it. I'm YOLOing on. I'm, yo- I'm putting it on black. And I'm, uh, you know, and I'm going. And I was like, yeah, I respect that because they're saying yeah. like. A roulette, what, what a roulette table is just a dartboard. <laughs> a roulette wheel is just a dartboard. <laughs> So they're just saying that, yeah, they're saying the same things we are. It's like material mm-hmm. conditions suck and things need to change for them personally. And we're saying it just needs to change for everybody in society all at once. If we all came together, we could do that. Yeah. But 
who knows? People are crabs in a bucket and all that. But the crabs in the bucket is the whole problem, right? Yep. Like I'm much more of a big fan of it. I'm a more of a fan of ants than I have crabs in a bucket. But yeah, the so in conclusion, um, I guess to kind of wrap it up is that um, the reason why the video game that everybody's been waiting eight months on is eight years. For, eight years. I'm sorry, broken for a lot of people, and also just kind of meh at best is because of capitalism. Capitalism yeah. rushed to create adventure and ruined it. Does it all the time in the world of video gaming. All the time. If you want to listen, I give a plug. If you want to listen to a guy who knows a ton about video games and then also um, and also critiques capitalism, uh, look up Jim Sterling. On yeah, the Jim Quisition. That's what he does. Yeah, Jim Quisition. One of the best. I love I love Jim. They're they're great. God, thank God for Jim. Oh. And um, yeah. The the other thing, to, what, so what are some good games to play right now? I guess we could we could Lord, ask them to go um, home. I would go back and play The Witcher Three, which uh-huh. I don't think I'm gonna. I might do. Um, I am weird. I like I like uh, flight simulators, so I'm still playing um, flight simulator. Microsoft twenty. Yep, twenty twenty. Uh, I'm playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I'm pretty good at that. Maybe, maybe we can use this as an as a, a clunky version of Launch. of launching our Twitch channel. Twitch, we should. This should be the way that we it's clunkily launch idea. our Twitch. Like we're just gonna play yeah. some video games there. Maybe I, I, you know, honestly, I'm gonna do that. I've got to get a proper green screen, and then that's all I need is some better lighting and a proper. I can order that kit on Amazon. Let's do that. Let's make it I've happen. Got, I've got a good enough. I've got a good enough computer now. Let's Where make I it happen. Let's do it. I, I would like to. I would like to stream some. Uh, I would like to stream some Hades on here yeah. on Twitch. Uh, I would like to stream some Smash Brothers, perhaps on Twitch. Yeah, uh, I got. I mean, like that. I've got a. I've got a Switch and I got a capture card now. We could play yeah, some yeah. games. We can do. We could yeah, do some fun yeah. stuff. I just need to figure out how to do it without destroying my computer. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You could just. Uh... Meet a guy in a weird back alley for a graphics card like I did a couple weeks ago. Well, that's the way. To, look, tell tell him tell him where tell him where I'm at. You know, tell him it's Christmas time that I need a gift. Uh, well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. You can listen to Good Morning Comrade every Tuesday on WHIV LP New Orleans one two point three. You can get more information about our show WHIVFM.org slash Good Morning Having Comrade. You can get um all of our um. Uh, you can see all of our back episodes on goodmorningcomrade.com and support our show at patreon.com forward slash goodmorningcomrade. How can we follow you on Twitter, Robert? Um, you can find me arguing about video games and also labor laws on at, at um, Comrade Morning. That's uh, the Twitter account. I run the Twitter account. Yeah, and you can uh, see you my... Can you can see my beautiful new mustache on uh mustache. Yeah. What did you think about the mustache, honestly? It was it was weird, dude. It was weird? What do you mean by weird? Dude, it was it was It was a bad it was like, a stash trash? It, it was bad, bro. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> well, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Eminent Prof. Um yeah, man. Anything on the way out? Let's um yeah, let's do a um 
we'll let's talk after, but we'll we'll set up a little uh maybe some 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 Twitch stuff after. But uh yeah. Goodmorningcomrade.com, patreon.com forward slash good morning comrade. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye.